welcome back to State of Mind, the podcast series that's all about empowering you to take control of your own health. If you're new here, the back catalogue... Oh, and I'm Grace Kingswell. Sorry, very bad at these introductions. I'm Grace, I'm a nutritional therapist and lifestyle medicine advocate, and this is my podcast series in which I hope to empower you to take control of your own health. There we go. So if you're new here, the back catalogue includes incredible episodes with the likes of Debbie Lewis, a functional medicine practitioner, in which we basically debunk all of the wellness stupid myths that are flying around at the moment. Um, We've got episodes with the Wim Hof uh, breath and ice instructor, uh, Richie Norton, who's a movement yoga and lifestyle coach, um, and most recently... Emmy Brunner, a clinical psychotherapist specializing in female mental health, and Haley Ray, who is a wonderful um, women's health expert and has been through a hell of a story herself. So if you haven't listened to any of those, I urge you to go and have a listen on the Apple Podcast app or on Spotify. It is my absolute pleasure to bring you this podcast. I love doing it, and I'm honestly over the moon that it's gaining more traction. This week, I was just having a little scroll on the Apple Podcast app, and there was State of Mind, and I went berserk. Um, I was really, really happy. It's um, not easy getting a podcast to be recognized, and I certainly don't have a PR team behind me or a big sponsor um, who's able to kind of get a PR campaign going and get the podcast into the Apple charts on the day it launches. Um which happens for a few people, but not for me. However, we're getting there. And I just wanted to say in this introduction, thank you all so much for your support. Um, Every week I get really lovely messages um, saying how much you're enjoying the content. And honestly, reading every one of those makes this whole thing so worthwhile. And I love that I can bring you guys interesting and insightful content that's really been thought out and kind of planned and considered. Um, I think there's so much to be said within this wellness space. And quite often, um, we just we're hearing the kind of same narratives over and over again, or the same guests or you know, there's just, there's so much to be said. And obviously, there's a lot of people out there saying it, but I just really hope that the message of this podcast is resonating with you guys. And it seems like it is. So a big thank you from me and keep sharing it, keep spreading the love, keep leaving reviews and talking about it to your friends. Every little really, really helps. So this episode is a soundbite. So I do these soundbites periodically throughout the series and it's basically just a chance for me to indulge myself in the sound of my own voice. Um, I'm joking, but it is a nice way to kind of break up the big guests that I have on the show and also a way to just let you guys into my mindset around certain things, give you a bit of insight, whether it's in... um, kind of health related topics the last soundbite I did was on PMS um PMT so if you're uh, a person that has periods then go and have a listen to that um but today I wanted to talk about compostable plastics so you might think "Mm, a little bit left field for you Grace however as you guys will probably know if you follow me on social um the environment 
is well, the, the plight of our planet, let's say, is something very, very close to my heart. And actually, I would really urge you to go back and listen to the episode I recorded with Ian Rowlands, who is the director of um, conservation charity Incredible Oceans. Um, he's doing really, really great work in the field of educating our youngsters about marine conservation and the problem the problems that we face um and some of the things that he said on that episode were just absolutely mind-blowing um and some really uplifting things as well so it wasn't all doom and gloom um but I yeah so the reason I wanted to talk about compostable plastics is one because I have been researching them at length um, for a brand that I'm doing some freelance copywriting for Um, yes I'm a writer (laughs) as well as a nutritional therapist Um, and two because on a personal level it's something that just really frustrates me so the other week I was um cycling down Westbourne Grove and I thought you know what I kind of fancy a smoothie I kind of fancy a really overpriced smoothie from Juice Baby um and in I popped and I said can I have that in a glass and I'll sit in and drink it um because I didn't want the plastic cup and the plastic straw and I'm not singling out well I have singled out Juice Baby but this happens everywhere it was just an example Anyway, and the girl said to me with the biggest smile on her face and like good on her for kind of getting to a stage where she thinks that what they're peddling is a, is a good message, but there's some real lack of education. Anyway, she goes, oh, no, we don't have any glasses, but all of the um, serving ware is compostable. And I was like, oh, really? Um so how am I going to compost that then? And she didn't really know what to say. And then I I said, well, the thing is, you see, it's not really compostable. Um, I cannot take this plastic cup home and put it in, not that I have one, Hammersmith and Fulham Council. Um, I cannot take this home and put this in my compost at home in the same way that I would a banana skin or an apple core or... um, a mouldy onion or whatever it is. However, this kind of like greenwashing-esque tactic of companies using compostable... I'm going to revoke that in a second, that greenwashing thing. Um, But this whole use of compostable plastics, I think initially was we all thought we were doing the right thing. Oh, this is a great move in the right direction. Um, However, what we've realized and what is so apparent is that actually we don't have the infrastructure to deal with these plastics a compostable plastic cup that you would get let's say a smoothie in or your flat white in in the morning is compostable in an industrial facility not a home composting situation um home composting is a form of composting that's called anaerobic. Um, And it requires the right conditions of temperature in the soil or the the medium, whatever it is you're composting in. And it requires microbes in the soil. And the product will eventually break down into um, carbon dioxide and water, essentially. And if we're looking at what a definition of compostable plastic is, 
The first point is that it must biodegrade. It must break down into carbon dioxide and water and biomass at the same rate as cellulose. It must also disintegrate. And that means it becomes indistinguishable in the compost and it's not visible and it doesn't need to be screened out. And it must be non-toxic when it breaks down. Basically meaning that uh, there's no toxic material produced um, and the compost can support plant growth. Now, if you think about that smoothie cup, does it meet those three criteria in your home composting bin? Absolutely not. It's It will eventually degrade, but it won't biodegrade. And here's another grey area. So... Everything is degradable, right? So we have um, plastics out there calling themselves degradable. That's fine. It's completely true. But I feel like it's leading people astray. For anything to be degradable, it just has to break down in some way. So when you have a plastic water bottle, if you sit it in the sun, um, eventually some of the chemicals or whatever is in the plastics will leach into the water. That's a form of degradation, If that plastic breaks into much smaller particles, that is also it degrading. If it's going to biodegrade, then it has to break down into, like we said, carbon dioxide, water and biomass. Now, if these compostable plastics manage to get to an industrial composting facility where they had the exact conditions of pressure, heat, microbes, etc., etc., to... um, break these this material down then that would be doing good and that would be great um however we have like a handful of these industrial composting facilities in the UK and there's no roadside collection for compostable plastics so how does your compostable coffee cup get to one of these industrial facilities it it just doesn't There are two things that are most likely to happen with it. The first is that it goes to landfill. And actually, in my personal opinion, I'd be tempted to say that that's probably the most, not responsible, but um, the best, the, the solution that's the best of a bad bunch. Because if it doesn't get there and it gets put into... Um, say for example it's it's one of these compostable plastic cups that looks just like a normal plastic cup like you'd have a smoothie in say for example that gets put in the recycling then it's clogging up the recycling filters at the plant because it actually can't be recycled in the same way that um, normal plastic is recycled I'm not going to get into bioplastics because I feel like well what I'm talking about are bioplastics, but it's a kind of whole other can of worms. So if something is a bioplastic, then it can either be, it's usually just a portion of of that item is made from biosources rather than 100% of it. So for example, Coca-Cola use plastic bottles, which are partially made from biosources, Now, whether that makes the consumer feel better about it or not, I don't know. But the reality is that fossil fuels are still being used to make that piece of plastic. But the issue is never simple. And that's why it's just so confusing for everyone. Because actually, if let's say the percentage of that plastic 
bio Coca-Cola bottle was 30% um, bio and 70% fossil fuels. You might be tempted to say, okay, well, that's great because... No, sorry, the other way around. Say the composition of that plastic bottle was 70% biosources and 30% fossil fuels. FYI, I'm just literally talking off the top of my head here. So if I have got anything significantly wrong, I don't think I have, but please let me know. Um, then that plastic bottle couldn't actually be recycled. So our initial thought is, okay, that's great. 70% of this bottle comes from a biosource, therefore less of the world's finite resources have been used to create it. But it then also means that because of the way its, competition, its composition is um, made up, that it can't actually be recycled in the same way that a standard pet plastic bottle would be recycled. So what I'm trying to say is that it's never simple. And this whole topic is super confusing. One thing I do know is that currently we do not have the infrastructure to be dealing with these compostable plastics or this kind of vegware um, stuff properly. And I'm tempted to say the problem is just being so overcomplicated. One thing I do know is that there's one type of glass it's very easy to recognise in a recycling plant. And on the opposite side, there are multiple different types of plastic, as you probably heard from this. Um, and I think that's part of the problem um, as to why only, well, it's actually less than 10% of all the plastic ever made since the dawn of time has been recycled. Less than 10%. Whereas seven in the EU, 70% of glass is recycled. 70%. Now, obviously, there's a conversation to be had about, um, you know, transporting glass requires a lot more energy. Therefore, is it a less efficient material to be using? And actually, this company that I'm doing some work for, uh, one of their suppliers said to them that they wouldn't they wouldn't work with them if they switched to glass or something because they looked into it and the energy usage was so much higher. Anyway, like I said, it's never black and white. But when you look at the the facts around recycling, 70% of glass is recycled that's got to be a good thing. So it's kind of made me think, it makes it easier in a way when you're, let's say, making decisions or choices over um, products in the supermarket. I will always go for the glass jar rather than the plastic bottle, even if it's heavier to carry and it's less convenient. <sighs> Where am I going with this? I feel like I've just brain dumped on you all. Um... I guess the message of this little soundbite is that one, the whole compostable plastic plastics thing annoys me. Um, two, I think we all need to try and be educating ourselves way more about this topic. Three, that we shouldn't get disheartened like I have on numerous occasions when we start digging into all of the facts and realising, oh my goodness, you know, this is all a bit rubbish. And for that, we just need to consume more consciously because half the stuff we buy, we don't need. And half of the time, all of this conversation that I've just had can be 
completely avoided if you carry a reusable coffee cup or if you just have in your bag a tiny little set of um, cutlery that you can use when you're out and about. Um, if you carry your water bottle. I mean, all of these things are so basic, hashtag basic, I feel, because in a way it's like, oh, this person's like trying to do sustainability because they've got to keep cup. No, it's actually just being a responsible human. And I don't think there's any excuse at this stage, really. And I fully hold myself accountable in that as well, because of course there are times when I'm out and like this weekend I was at Sweaty Betty Live um, and my amazing friend Sophie Hellier actually gave a talk about compostable plastics. Um, and she came down heavily on on these compostables, which was great. And um, But we were all saying, how good would it have been if this whole event was, um, you know, the food stalls and everything were there. You could get your coffee, but no one offered you any takeaway um, cutlery or receptacles. You had to bring your own. And if you didn't bring your own, you could wait for your friend to finish eating and use theirs. Or you just, you know, you forgot. So you're not going to get a coffee. I think we all value convenience these days so much more than the real issues and the real problems that we're facing as a nation, as a planet, as a whole world, as a community. Um, and I'm not going to be doing that anymore. You know, I do always carry my keep cup or whatever it is, but if I don't, then I'm just not, I'm not getting that coffee or whatever it may be. So there we go. Rant over. I wonder if this little chat about compostables was useful to you. I would actually love to know um, whether you knew this about this kind of compostable plastic issue. Um, and if you did, amazing. And if you didn't, let's talk about it. Um, I will just leave you with a few little facts to round up. Um, the proportion of all plastic in the world that has never been recycled is 90.5%. There are not enough specialised composting facilities in the UK to cope with compostable plastics. 42% of EU waste, including plastic, is incinerated, potentially causing harmful off-gassing. You can only recycle plastic one or two times, whereas glass is infinitely recyclable. So there we go. Some hard-hitting facts for a Wednesday morning. I hope I haven't put a downer on your day. Um, yes, I am a nutritional therapist, but this kind of stuff really interests me. And I figure that I have this incredible platform through the podcast and I'm really keen to open up debate and discussion on these topics um so yeah get in touch and next week I've got an amazing guest uh I can't wait for you to hear from her and the week after that I have a duo um identical twins you might guess who they are um and I'm super super excited about that one as well and hopefully I'm just putting things final things together at the moment but a big 
big podcast announcement is coming to round off the year and season two so stay tuned um as always if you're enjoying the content please leave me a review rate and subscribe all of these things um tell all your friends and yeah let's get state of mind absolutely cranking i'm excited about where things are going and big thank you to all of you who already subscribe and who listen every week big love bye bye Oh, sorry, and I forgot one really important thing. I also just wanted to tell you guys about something really cool that I'm starting up in London. So, how many of you can say that you've seen the sunrise over London, then been for an icy dip, followed by a hot sauna, met people who are awesome, had some tea, some great chats, etc.? My guess is zero because it's a totally new thing that I'm really excited about. Um, I'm not sure what I'm calling it yet, but I am gathering people's numbers for an epic WhatsApp group, which will probably eventually turn into a Facebook group, maybe an Instagram page. And the vibe is we watch the sunrise, we swim together and we have a great time. If this is something you want to get involved in, and I really hope it is, please drop me a message on Instagram. Instagram.